Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nightmares and Cold Ones, a podcast dedicated to watching spooky movies. And yes, you guessed it, drinking cold beers. I'm your host, John. And today, I'm joined by Sister G. What's up, G? Hey, how you doing? Good, good, good. So today, I, I guess technically my pick, um, but I thought it was a movie that you would dig. It is uh, 2019's Doctor Sleep, directed by Mike Flanagan. Big Flanagan heads here. So um, usually we uh, start the shit off by talking about the first time we saw it. Do you re- do you recall the first time you saw it? Yes, actually, the first time I saw it was during quarantine, um, over the summer, just because you know there's so much free time. So a lot of free time. It's yeah. a long movie to burn few quarantine hours with yeah and i didn't even honestly i don't know how i missed it i didn't even know it like came out originally was it in the movies it was i was okay. a bu- i was one of the buttholes that knew about it and didn't go to see it oh. i was just like oh i'm sure a bunch of people will see it because it looks sweet and um it came out i think it was like it was like kind of disappointing with the amount of money it made yeah and, uh, it's surprising we saw uh, christine and i saw it i think we on demand or something like that um and we really dug it. And I was like, fuck. I was actually kind of shot. Like, y- you didn't hear anyone talking about it. No, you really didn't. Um, I mean, I, if you go on, like, horror Twitter or whatever, people were talking about it. But, like, main, like you know, mainstream people weren't yeah, I didn't hear saying it. how awesome it was. Um, yeah, I, I saw it. I was like, fuck. Yeah, bet on me. But I think it's getting a bit of a second life now. People are seeing how awesome it is. It was on HBO Max for a while. Now it's on... Regular Max. Yeah, I'm assuming that's how I saw it. It must have been HBO. I don't know. But it was just like one of those things where you you keep scrolling, scrolling. And then finally you're like, all right, we'll watch this. But like, you know, The Shining is a classic. But you're thinking like, this can't be good. Yeah, it's you know? it's one of those um, one of those things that like, oh shit, are you sure you want to direct that? That's like fucking crazy. It's so much to live up to. Yeah, Kubrick's thing is like, People are like, it's a masterpiece. Why would you ever want to try to live up to that? And then, you know, like Stephen King being alive and he hated it. He yeah. hated the Kubrick thing. So so I, like, I had this whole thing before. I was like, I don't even know if I want to do The Shining just because it's been talked to death. They made a whole freaking documentary about it. Room, oh, I didn't know that. Room 237 where like oh, okay. crazy Kubrick people like super analyze it and shit. I love the movie. It's like one of my favorite horror movies. Yeah. I was like, shit, I don't know if I could say anything different about it than what these psychopaths have said about it. But, well, I'll probably, you know, cover it at some point. I'll have to check out the documentary. I didn't even know that existed. It's like crazy. Like, it's like interesting to watch. But these people are like so crazy that they like go frame by frame and they're like, well, the symbolism here is uh, (laughs) there's a lot of sexual energy between Jack Nicholson and uh, Shelly. Not even Shelly, like another dude, like um, oh, the guy that hired him. Um, yeah, it's oh my god, it's worth a watch. That could be a fun episode. To, to I would <laughs> totally watch it though. I love the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, like, I, I love that stuff too. And, and just like interpretations of things. I don't know. That that's it's this cool. movie's all of that. Yeah, yeah I like whether I like they're that. bad or good. It's in, it's interesting. I mean, it's probably just stuff they're making up, but I like to hear fan theories. Yeah, and you uh, you read the book, right? The doctor. I cheated. You che- oh, I audiobook? did audiobooks yeah, for like ch- everything. I'm bad with all. I can't. I try. It's hard for me to. It's harder for me to follow. Dude, if it's an I audiobook. love audiobooks. So lazy. Well, if you have like kids and stuff, I, I don't think I don't think it's, overcomes. I don't think it's lazy if you don't have like you know time to read. It was it was hours. interesting to like just with The Shining alone like. It was interesting to see how differently the the book panned out. 
like uh-huh. the big thing at the end, you know, him you know, blowing up the place or whatever. But like, that's what I love so much about this movie. It like, I know redeems what people saw wrong with the shining movie. Isn't that crazy? It's very cool. How it like takes elements from both things. And it's like, it's kind of, pr- it's pretty unique in like adaptation shit. Like I don't, I can't think of any other <laughs> sequel to a movie that does something like this. No. I'm sure there are examples. I'm just not aware of them. Um, I guess I'll get into my little bullshit Wikipedia <laughs> background to the movie. Love it. So based on, this is obviously based off a Stephen King book. I think it came out in 2013. I probably read in 2014. Um, and like right away there was news that they were going to do an adaptation, but it like didn't get off the ground right away. There was a guy that did a screenplay, not the dunk on the guy too much. I think his name's Akiva Goldsman. He does a lot of like, he wrote, I think a beautiful mind, which won an Academy award, but he's also, he's also done a lot of like not great stuff. So (laughs) he was involved in the dark tower movie, which uh, broke my heart. I didn't see that. Yeah. No, don't see it. Oh, bummer. So I'm glad that they, after it came out, there was like that whole like push to get Stephen King shit made. And this was that, I think this was part of that. And they hired Mike Flanagan, very good director, who rewrote the whole scripts. Dude, and Mike Flanagan, my hero. I don't know. I like those. He's the he did like the Haunting of Hill House. Yes. I, I love that the, the Blind Manor. I I don't know. I, obviously, Haunting of Hill House was better. Yeah, Bl- Blind Manor. Elements. Yeah, Blind. I guess Blind Manor is like more of a romantic kind of thing. Just more of a slow burn. Yeah. Like it I, took a while to get things started with that one. I love that for that first season is freaking oh, excellent. It's so creepy. So good. Oh my god. Um, and we've we've talked about Flanagan. Like he did um, the Haunted Mirror movie that Kev hates so much. Oh, is it Oculus? <laughs> Oculus. And uh, and um, listener Mary likes that. We watched Hush. I think that was Hush. one that Kev recommended. Hush rules. Yeah, I got Kev to watch Hush. Oh, okay. And and I didn't realize his wife is the the woman yeah. in Hush. And I'm like, she's in Haunting of Hill House. She's in. I guess he recasts. A lot of the same people he, in his he has, stuff. He has his crew, which is cool. He yeah. um, he did a Stephen King book that was thought to be like unadaptable, if that's a word. <laughs> um, Gerald's Game. Have you oh, seen yeah, that? Oh yeah, that's I, I I read about it as the one where they were doing some kind of crazy sex game or something, and he, what she, the the wife got like chained, not chained to the bed, but yeah, handcuffed to the bed, right? And then it, she couldn't she couldn't get out because he died. Which is a fucking like, great idea for a book. Because, you know, there's more, sh- you have the internal monologue stuff. Yeah, how like, you, what's going how, on? How do you do that as a movie? He freaking did it. Did it you guys a, see it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I was wondering it's about that. so good. It's a really good flick. Um, ending is a little... Uh, I, hey, wait a minute. What does that remind you of? That, uh, you know, that feeling someone's, like, handcuffed to something. And they have to either like cut off their arm, yes. or it's like uh, the 127 hours thing a little bit. Or, or yeah, yeah. Or Saul. Uh, yeah, done. I was thinking Saul. Saul is where you're getting at. Yeah, Saul. Saul. I I'm not a fan of the Saul movies, but like I do remember the first Saul, and I remember like what's that guy's name? Oh, um, the the, the actual dude from actor. The Princess Bride. Yeah, I f- oh, fuck. He ruined it for me because, and I know you you might have said he like acts like that on purpose. He hams He's it like up. over at yeah. Ham ham sandwich. I'm just like I hate this. It also reminds me of that part in uh, in Doctor Sleep, and we'll get to that. But uh, where Rose has her. Oh yeah. 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 Oh. Hey, Rose's Gerald, hand. Gerald's game in that too. I, a yeah, little bit. I always think of that when I see that part. 
So, and I think, um, I guess more back into the background of the thing, I think people were a little disappointed in the book because it was so different from the original Shining. And Stephen King's like, yeah, this is not the same thing. This is like part Frode story, and it doesn't take most of it doesn't take place where The Shining took place. In the as you as you you did the audiobook of The Shining I, as well, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. As we know in that book, the freaking um, <laughs> the Overlook explodes. Yeah. Right. So but and and what's his face lives? Oh my gosh, I can't remember his name right now. Dick oh, Halloran. Yeah, Dick Halloran. Dick Halloran lives. He lives, which made me happy. Yeah, good. Yeah, good on. Yeah, it sucks for d- poor Dick. I know that, he meets his kid, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> that's the end of me." I do a good deed. I, I drive up to the this mountain back, to, you know, from Florida. Gets on a freaking plane. He he's laying on his bed with his pictures of naked ladies behind him. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, but that's yeah, yeah. One. But um, yeah. So that's why. And I've heard I think Flanagan and King talk about this, where the first book slash yeah, the first book is like about addiction and mm-hmm. Dr. Sleep is like recovery. Yeah. Like Dan coming to grips with like, uh, I've kind of become like my father a little bit, but I'm going to kind of redeem both of us by getting sober and helping someone else out. And you feel that you really You're do. like you root for him. You're the really whole time. like, yeah, he's in a, so I, yeah, I guess we can dive into the, yes. the plot a little bit. Yes. So we start out very shortly after like, no, I guess, I guess the opening scene is the true knot, right? Yes. With, and with there's Rose the Hat. You find out what her deal is because she lure, lures in a Vi- young girl with quote-unquote magic tricks. Her name's Violet, I think. Yes. Or something like that. Oh, Violet, you are you got a bit of a magic. You're a bit magic too, aren't you? She senses something in her. And then, you know, Violet looks up and Rose is showing her the magic trick, but they're in a wooded area. She looks up and she sees a bunch of these creepy people Very off in the creepy. background. She, you know, she's obviously like, I got to go find my mom. Yeah, this sucks. <laughs> uh, this was kind of cool at first, but uh, you're freaking me out, lady. Got to go. And then you just basically, you don't really see what happens, but you kind of get the gist. And I know um, yeah, it, they kind of swarm upon her. Yeah. And I guess I should have noted this t- took place in 1980, just a quick. And their eyes glow. Their eyes glow. <laughs> and it's, um, you don't get, you get the idea something bad happens to her, but you don't see what. Which right. makes... A later scene that we is difficult to watch, but I think necessary for the movie. Yes. That we'll get to. Uh, so while after that happened, we see uh, little Danny Torrance biking around in the Overlook. Familiar sights. They did such a great freaking job of recreating Dude. the Overlook. And even with Danny and Danny's mom, it's just to be, you couldn't have gotten any closer. How refreshing is it that they were just like we're not going to try to do the cgi bullshit thing of like doing the uh actual actors faces we're just going to recast it yeah we're going to cut their hair exactly the same and dress them the same dude it worked it works even with shelly duvall's like fill in like her voice sounded like her her. voice is perfect dude if you look at the two actresses i'm sure they look dramatically different but just the voice i think added to it a lot and guess what she can contort her face and change it to like (laughs) you know like she's a good actress so she can do that yeah the guy that played uh uh, dick halloran he doesn't like if you were to put him next to his name scatman crothers yeah Mm -hmm. like they probably look fairly different but he's a good actor and he can does this thing with his lip it's like the body language yeah the the body language he does this thing with his lip that uh dick from the original shining did 
And Flanagan's smart. He, like, will shoot them, like, from the side. Right. The side profile is, like, dead on every time. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's it's perfect. But um, Danny sees uh, the fateful room 237. The, the naked evil, lady. The evil room. And you see the naked crazy lady kind of start coming out, and he wakes up. Like, yeah. he's... We've, uh, he's in a different, like in a hotel, or not a hotel, but like an apartment in Florida. He goes up to go to the bathroom, and shit, there's that old freaking lady again. Terrifying. Got, got out of the overlook, but the overlook, as we can see, like, still Follows wants him. him. Yeah. You wouldn't think that that would happen, because in the, so last that we know, he left his, from the movie, if we're going from movie to movie. Mm-hmm. Um, his his dad was fro- basically died in that maze, right? He froze to death. Mm-hmm. So that's so he thought by leaving the overlook, he left that. But obviously, so Still. he's little kid and he's not talking. So we find out not that talking. his his mom has been you know trying to figure out how to get him to talk again. She doesn't I, realize he's seeing these things. Still, I guess. Yeah, I I think in the original movie they knew Shelley Duvall was aware or Wendy. Alcoa. Oh, that's true. Yeah. They, they kind of, they, they knew he got feelings. Something was, something's up. a little different about this kid. Hey doc, are you getting one of your feelings again? Mm-hmm. Like, but she might not to the degree know that like, yeah, he's seeing ghosts that want to fucking eat his yeah. shine. And she, if she out. did, she might've thought that they left them behind. Still, still haunted like by the memories and by the actual fucking ghost cells. Yeah. And the dad walking around with the damn ax. Yeah, it's, you can't Take really. Take your medicine. You're never really going to get over that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but poor Danny sees the old hag lady, and he fucking pisses himself. I don't blame him. I I would do the same thing. Same. And that's where Wendy kind of cleans him up, and you know, Doc, you gotta, you gotta talk to me, bro. Help 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 his sister out. Help me to help you. Help me to help you. He <laughs> continues not to talk. He's doing that like he's sucking on his thumb, like he's regressing to like. A baby. That's and you know what? That's a good touch from the, the Shining, after um the lady gets him in that in the movie, and he's like traumatized for a little mm-hmm. bit. He has like the bruises on his neck. Yep. He's doing that same thumb sucking. I didn't didn't even realize that till just now. Um, but we go to a sunny day that looks. I think they say it's Florida. He's sitting on a bench, and we're joined by uh, an old buddy. Then comes strolling. Dick comes strolling up. He's a, he's a spirit. Spirit. Spirit Dick. In the book, as you said, he was alive, but this isn't the this is a sequel to the movie. So yes. but does a great job of honoring the book and they have a little chat. He's basically trying to tell him how to deal with these ghosts that keep following him. To for you know, to support Danny a little bit, he's like, Hey Dick, asshole. <laughs> you said these things were pictures in a book. And Yo, they, they couldn't hurt, hurt me. me. They're hurting me. And Dick's like, My bad bro. <laughs> You are way stronger than I am. You are like a giant battery walking to that fucking place. And that helped explain it a lot. It does, me. yeah. It I, really does. And, gee, I, I can't remember if it's... I don't know if they explain it like that in the book, um, if Dick says something to that effect. But I think it's a good explanation. Yeah. I, I de- like, him being, like, a, the, the huge battery power they got the... Like, because you get from the book that, like, they don't really want the dad. They really want Danny. Correct. going through Danny to get... Or, sorry, going through the dad to get Danny. Exactly. And then it, yeah. I think just that, like, underscores it, you know, what Dick <sighs> says. Such a, I'm sorry. I fucking love this movie. It's such a I, – I It's love so it. good. As someone that uh, loves The Shining movie and the book, even though they're different. Yeah, is, I think they both great, work. This is know? made by a guy that loves 
both things as well. Like, yeah. he's a huge Stephen King nerd, and he's a huge Shining, like, Kubrick Shining nerd, so he just made it work so freaking perfect. And that's what's crazy, because I watched the movie before I read the book, and I, like, I wasn't sure which one I would like better, but I like them both equally. I don't, it's weird, and they both have different, I mean, they do both have different <laughs> endings in a way, so. It's just like, yeah, two, you could have two, like, co- like cover songs, like, an original can be awesome. And then you have a cover that's like, oh, fuck, that cover's It's just really sweet. unexpected. Yeah. Because you yeah. expect it to be terrible if they change anything. Mm-hmm. So it was a surprise. It's a nice little refreshing. It's like, ah, oh, shit, this rules. They got a lot of things right. They got the casting right. We're, we're yeah. Flanagan heads, bro. We yeah, I, I, when I was looking into Flanagan, I was like, damn, he did, Dude. he's done a lot. Yeah, I, he's uh, coming out, he's kind of a Netflix guy. He has a... Uh, Netflix movies coming out. And so. why not? He's probably filthy rich. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Him and his uh, star wife that he, yeah, he's like, and she, no, she's an awesome actress. So yeah, I love be, her. Yeah. Um, but Dick kind of shows um, Danny a little trick. Has a little box. It's like, hey, yes, he study this put... box. Put this fucking ghost in this box, bro. Doesn't say it like that, but that's my interpretation <laughs> of how Dick. That's your dramatic like. interpretation. And and now Danny's like has a weapon or whatever, or he has a defense. Um, we kind of cut to Wendy and Danny watching Bugs Bunny. Doc, what's up, Doc? One of their favorite things to watch. The hair on Wendy is just perfect. Sorry. Oh my! It really, and <laughs> even the way her ears stick yeah, out. I, I'm like, you couldn't have gotten this any better. How much time I mean, do they spend? Like, all right, let's just get it this way, and like the bangs are like this. Yeah. And like, and her voice. Uh, yeah, that's. Danny, Danny, the Danny. voice. Yeah, I so was good. worried. Yeah, so but, perfect. But uh, Danny has to maybe u- use it, as they say, <laughs> use the bathroom, and we see our old hag best friend. But the naked lady from two thirty seven is in the bathroom <laughs> again. But uh, Dan- Dan's a little confident this time. He's like, you know what? Fuck this lady. He shuts the door calmly. She's standing up, and then we just hear like a scream. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dan rejoins Wendy, watching bugs, and. What does Wendy say? You okay, Doc? Everything okay? And he speaks. He speaks. Most importantly. So then we know he's, you know, he at least has, like you said, this defense. He's a defense. He's not, like, okay. Yeah. Like, he's still fucking scarred by what happened to him at the Overlook. Exactly. He's definitely troubled. Definitely and troubled. You, you definitely would be if all that happened to you. And he has, like, I don't know how many more ghosts to fucking... Like, these things are just going to keep on chasing him. Yeah, and he knows that, so I think he's, like, always on guard. Yeah. So, that's, it's depressing. His life is depressing. It's a bummer, man. Yeah. It's a bummer. Um, I say this every episode. Skip, skipping, uh, fucking up the chronology a little bit. Um, I think we kind of, we, we might flash forward a few years, and the true knot might be trying to recruit another member. Yeah, that's that group of crazy people from the beginning with that kid king does a really good job of um in the book he kind of describes them as like the people you'd want to avoid if you see on the road they're like in campers they see right. they, they seem like old white like florida people like <laughs> that are just traveling like yeah they, they kind of seem like dumb like they don't look like super threatening they don't look super yeah that's they just pre- look kind of like working carnival folk they, or, they look, look like carnies or something. Yeah. Like just, uh, you know, they're weird. I'm going to avoid them. Not, I'm going to not pay attention to them. And that's like their cover. Which, like, d- 
also, I just want to point out, it is odd that the main, you know, Rose the Hat wears that hat. It's like a magic hat type yeah. of thing. Because I'm like, that's the first thing I would note. I would be like, why is that lady? That lady is wearing, wearing a, a very hat. strange hat. I'm um, already scared of you. <laughs> Stay away from me. It's. I, I would be drawn to the hat and <laughs> get me killed because it's for aesthetic, not the killing of the children, but I like the way she dresses. She does pull it off well. <laughs> She does. Like she can wear the magic hat, and it, it's like part of her aesthetic. That's something um, I'm going to talk about Stephen King a lot. I'm using this as an excuse. Um, that, that's something that pops up in his work. He has um, it's in the Dark Tower. And it's also in some short stories. People that he call low men in like yellow coats. It's like the idea that these guys like look so flashy and dumb and weird that you just try to tune them out, and like that's their cover. Like they're they're, they're like peacocking. Hiding in plain sight. Yeah, exactly. It's like, ah, oh, fuck this guy. He's like driving a loud car. Fuck him. I don't want to shout out to Ronan with your loud cars. I fucking hate them. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's that idea. Um, but they see an interesting little, um, I almost said hunt down. That's not a thing. So uh, a, a young woman sets a trap for a sleazy fucking asshole guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Then. It's, um, we find out her name is Snakebite Andy. She's like a 15-year-old girl that has abilities similar to like Danny or or um she has that shine. She has a shine. They call a touch her, of what yeah, what is she called? They call her a pusher. A pusher. Okay. Which is from another is Firestarter. Have you ever seen Firestarter? Yeah. I have not or with what, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, Drew Barrymore. So Drew Barrymore is like she controls fire or whatever. Her dad though is what they call a pusher where like he can influence people. Which is like the d- most dangerous ability Very, ever. like go to sleep like suggestions that's kill yourself like yeah, yeah, yeah shit like that she puts this like scumbag guy in a deep sleep mm-hmm. steals his wallet good move and then she <laughs> pokes like they look cards. like snake bites like 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 yeah every time you look in the mirror and you see this you're gonna say i like little girls she says that to him and he's gonna do that for the rest of his life until maybe he fucking kills himself or something just because the idea that you have to see yourself in the mirror a lot, bro. Right. And uh, you're not going to be able to explain every time you do that to your wife and kids right. or whatever. So, but uh, Snakebite Andy, she's got some talent. She's getting caught up to the big leagues by the true knot. They were spying on her, so they saw what she could do. I guess Rose was, like, unconvinced. She's like, uh, I don't know. And she's like, eh, this isn't that cool. And we should just, like, eat her. And and Crow Daddy, I think his name is. Yeah. He's like, no, you're going to you're gonna like this. And yeah, when she saw the whole thing, she's like, we need to have this chick because she could do a lot for us. Mm-hmm. We need extra power. Extra power. Um, she she freezes Crow Daddy like, you want to leave me alone. But when, when Snakebite Annie tries that same trick on um, Rose, it doesn't work. Rose is uh, kind of powered up. Like, she's... She's like the most powerful one. Yeah, she's, she's the most the powerful one. one. I think she's, she's, it's just because she's been around for years. Right. Old Irish. Look, she looks young, but she's. Her accent seemed to go in and out, though. Ancient I Yeah, it's like, I, I guess maybe her Irish accent is like fading away. Yeah, that makes sense. If that, yeah. But, um, yeah, Rose grabs a hold of her and he's like, uh-uh, honey, not happening. We need you. We need you, bro. She has to convince her to basically join the True Knot. Join the true knot. And you know, eat. What's that thing she says? Eat well, live longer. Yes, yeah, so eat well, live long. Something right. like that. Yeah, and she 
She doesn't yeah. really understand. Like Andy doesn't really understand what she's saying, but she's, she's like, like, it's like a weird cold or something. Like yeah, she's like, she I don't, and she doesn't really have a choice. I mean, there, there's like a bunch of them, and only one of her. And if she, she, Rose if she, is more powerful. Yeah, if she says no, guess what? She's food then. Yeah. Right. She's going into. She's some like canisters. fifteen years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I, I think while that cuts, then we go to Danny is. Dan, Dan, I guess he goes by now. He's on some hard times. He Yo, has, I hate this so much. You could smell him, right? Like, dude, I felt his hangover. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's like he's hungover. Shit, he has like a gross beard, and he's like flashing back to the night before where he got into a fight. He grabbed like an eight ball, and it's like just going to like just knocking the shit out of some dude. Yeah. Take your medicine. Sounds a little familiar. Yeah, you know, daddy. Daddy, and uh, he hooks up with a girl, and she's like, I hope you fucking killed that guy. That was so hot. Let's do a bunch of coke and, you know, have have a good time. And he wakes up. He's uh, He wakes up. You could see, feel his hangover. You could smell it. He looks over to his right, and then uh, his lady friend is, like, naked, and there's throw up all over the bed. So he, he sees that. He's, like, immediately like, up out of the bed. He's like, all right, got to get out of here. Got to get my shit together. Yeah. Um, got to get another bottle. And yeah, uh, he checks his wallet. He sees his wallet's empty, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna steal money out of her wallet because she probably stole it from me to buy that coke." So he's leaving, <laughs> and um, he sees a damn baby. Little baby. There's a baby running around crying. With the yeah, crying. I don't even. The baby. Did he give the baby food? He put the baby. Got in some with like Cheez-Its from like the fucking table. Yeah, there's I like mean, coke around. There's like, you know, it's poor baby. So. Yeah, and. Uh, Dick shows up. Mm-hmm. Who's, you never get a good look at him. He's like out of focus or whatever, I yeah. feel like. And he's like, come on, Doc. Leave her money at least if you're going to. She has a kid. Come on. She has a kid. And Doc doesn't. He, he fucking leaves with the money. And this is something that I've, I've, I'm getting mixed up with the movie and the book now. Oh, the, I know in the book he, it's like a big source of it's, guilt. He feels like god awful. He can tell that the baby has been abused by like the mom's brother okay. and all kinds of stuff like that. The, the, the movie does change it where like we see, it more comes about back it. once. Yeah. Um, this, this was like his rock bottom. And yeah. I don't know if I think in the book, I could be wrong. Does the baby die with the mom? The baby gets beaten. And then the mom, does the mom die? Then the mom overdoses afterward. The baby was beaten by the, Oh, and then the baby freaking died. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then the baby died, and then the mom was so depressed about the baby dying that she like overdosed. Okay. I th- I thought, I thought that happened, but I wasn't. Yeah. Once I see the movie a few times, the movie becomes. Yeah, the, the I think thing. in the movie. Uh, they they haven't she, found us. Yeah. We were, she, you don't really know, like. It's more like it could be real. It's an interpretation. Yeah. yeah. Like. This, this might have happened. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, we could cut ahead, but, like, basically, he leaves that life. He gets on a bus, you know. Danny leaves that life, gets on a bus, travels to, where is he at? New Hampshire, I think. New, New Hampshire. New, I said New Hampshire. Weird. New Hampshire. Um, um, I th- um, and we're, this whole time, you've remarked, like, there's, like, a little heartbeat thing going on in the background. Yeah. That's from the the Shining movie. Mm-hmm. Because I remember, I well, didn't they play that when, the, you know, the blood, the famous scene with the blood coming out? Yep. And it's crazy because, like, I was telling John and Teeny, like, when they play that, I feel heart palpitations. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting anxiety. Are you? Like, they're, they're doing music cues from The Shining too, which is cool. Yeah. And they're doing like the dissolves, like they do. Like, 
one scene will go into another like yeah. slowly. Flanagan does a really good job of doing that, but you're not seeing different parts of a hotel. You're seeing like nature, like you know, outside like New Hampshire. You know what like, I I read also like some some scenes are from it like when he moves to this new town and he gets introduced to these people, like one of the scenes he's interviewing for, or no, he's maybe he's not interviewing for a job. He's just meeting with the doc, that doc character. And it's like a replica. It's like the same um, interview room. Yeah. Like Jack Nicholson was in. I love those touches. Just Just like like, little things that remind you of like, yep. Yeah. I think that that was really like unique and cool that they did that. So cool that they, so they get it like the details are so good yeah um but dan runs into like a good samaritan guy i think his name is bill mm-hmm. uh bill looks uh, bill looks like yeah he was in the same boat maybe 15 20 years before yeah where he was possibly you know possibly a drinker got his got his life sorted out but he likes to help other people right sees that same thing in dan dan's like it, it's one of those things of uh, where are you? Uh, where are you trying to? Are you running away? Or are you trying to find work? And Dan's like, I'm trying to run away from myself. Yeah. The bitch of it is like you can't. Yeah. Or y- yourself comes with you. Problems. You and your problems are always going to be there. Mm-hmm. You got to face them. Um, Bill is a good good guy. Uh, it sets him <laughs> up with a room. Pays his first like two weeks or two two months or Dan's something. Dan's like, why are you doing this for me? And he's like, you got that look that I've seen before. I know you're crazy look. I know you're not. Yeah, very disheveled. He's like, I know you're not a bad guy. You've fallen into some bad habits, or and we suspect that he has like sort of a shine. There's a bit of a shine, a tiny bit of a shine. Mm -hmm. He can see in Danny that like he is a good guy underneath it all. He just had this terrible life. Terrible, fucked up things happen to him. Really depressing life. Very depressing. Um. Again, skipping around, we might be introduced to uh, our oh our, our a little star, little heroine, little heroine at um, at a magic show. Yes, um, <laughs> birthday party. Birthday party. And There's her name is Abra. Abra, which is so fitting. <laughs> yeah, she has a magician at her birthday a party. A magician doing like cute little like, ooh, look at this shit in my hat. I like, can, I can hang pull spoon- this rabbit. <laughs> I can hang spoons from my nose, and Abra's like, I can do that too, dog. Right, and you can tell the magician's like, "Like, fuck you, girl. This is my show." Yeah, he uh, feels like she's upstaging. She's yeah. upstaging him. It's so sad. Um, Abra's mom goes in to get cake or something, and she's like frozen. The dad goes in. He's like, "What's up?" They look up, and there's just spoons on the ceiling. And she's like, "Abracadabra." See, I told you I could do it. <laughs> and she's, she's smiling. She's scary. beaming at them, and they're it's like, really "What scary. the fuck, dude?" They all and the, all the spoons fall. It's a good little. They almost ruined the cake. I just want to yeah. point out. <laughs> Come on. You can't do that. It's all about the cake, baby. So, yep. Stephen King power, powered up kids. Got it Got it happening in this one. We find out. She's uh, the strongest one. Yeah. So, um. And she, I can't remember at some point. Well, he moves in. When he moves in his apartment, he, you see that he, um. It's a very nicely decorated room, but like one of the walls is a chalkboard wall, mm-hmm. and very um, cool thing. She at some point, the little girl Abra reaches out to Dan. She she somehow writes on his chalkboard. Hello. Yeah, hello. With a smiley, smiley face. Fa- with a smiley face. Yeah, very cool. And um, they they have like a correspondence. It's like you know pen pals without writing shit down on paper. Right, and it lasts email. for years, really. Yeah, it goes on. It goes on for years. Um, Dan's first night 
doesn't go so well at the new place. He wakes up to see the woman that OD'd, it looks like. Right. They still haven't found us. And very fucking shocking is like when they show the kid. Oh, so sad. Mom, mom, or crazy. And he's just like, I need help. He goes to Billy Freeman, who lives in the same building. He's like, I need help. I need help, bro. Yeah. And then they go to AA mm-hmm. the next day. We meet um, a doctor who's. I don't remember the doctor's last name, but he's a good guy. He's a guy that worked with Flanagan. He was on um, the movie we were talking about before that was unadaptable. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Gerald's game. Gerald's game. Oh, oh, he was. I didn't even know that. Um, Is yeah. he the husband? He, yeah, he's like the dickhole husband that ties her and ties uh, the main character up Dang. and dies. Um, but he's like a better guy in this, a recovery guy. Yeah. Doctor. He's welcoming Dan. Like, hey, man. I've looked like you before. I'm a doctor, though, so yeah. So you can turn better. your life around. I <laughs> you believe in you. Tony believes in you. Yeah, <laughs> Tony <laughs> believes. And Dan's like, you know, he's touched. He's like, everyone's so fucking nice. And he notices that uh, our doc is missing something a little important to him. Yeah, he 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 saw him like rubbing his his wrist, and he realized that like he's missing his watch. And he after he met the doctor. He sees that the doctor's walking away, and he's like, uh, all right, I'll just tell this doctor where his watch is. And he goes up, and he's like, uh, you know, he left this by the hand dryer at the hospital. And the, the do- so turns out the doctor goes looking for it, finds it, and the next time he sees Dan is like, dude, how did you know? How did you know that, bro? Yeah. And and basically, I don't even think Dan explains it, but it's just kind of like, I had uh, a gut, I had a gut feeling, and the doctor's like, yeah, bullshit. Whatever. We're gonna move on. <laughs> and I want to help you. This is, this does seem to be a world where people will accept that there are psychics or have powers and just like, all right, yeah. Yeah, too we'll move f- past that. Too much for me to deal with. Yeah. You know, it's a cool superpower. Being a good orderly. Are you a good orderly? <laughs> and like you said, it's the room that is. It's the same room that Jack yeah, Nicholson was in. So cool. I mean, I had read that and I hadn't noticed it, so it was cool when I went back and I saw it. I was like, yeah, right. That is weird. Very cool, though. And that's, that becomes a job interview to be an orderly at a hospice. Yes. Are you um, disturbed by dying people? And <laughs> Dan's like, dude, we're all dying. Very literally. We're all the dying. Wor- the right world now. is a hospice place. And we were born to die. Yeah. Basically. And I, I think that this helps me like Dan more. The whole thing with him, you know, he discovers something that he can do that's positive and i think like through that it helps the audience to like him more yeah i guess something i kind of skipped his whole thing with drinking is like i have to drown out the fucking shining i don't want to shine yeah. anymore this shit is bad it's led Drugs to nothing but drinks. things that want to fucking eat me or kill me so you understand why and you i'd, empathize fucking, with him I'd a bit. fucking do the same thing yeah, like i'm 100%. just gonna be drunk all the time and drown like if you drink it kills the shine, or and it f- and first it. of all, he doesn't even have. I mean, you can see all the reasons why he drinks. His mom is gone. His mom's his gone. His dad screwed. You know, his dad's gone, but also like the way that his dad left him, and then just having to see these ghosts all the time and put these ghosts in boxes in his mind, and then he's just like, I don't want to do this anymore. And King is always. It, this was a sequel that he had been thinking about for years and years and years. Whatever happened to Danny Torrance? He's like, well, you know, the tragedy of it is he probably became a little bit like his dad. He probably yeah. became a drunk possibly had anger issues just like his dad did that's something that was lost in the movie a little bit that he famously king disliked he's like yeah you know like 
uh, Torrance was supposed to be a good guy struggling under like addiction. You get that in the book a lot. Yes, you really do. You do. You can see at the end when he's fighting. Like, there's one moment where he has Danny, and he's like, mm-hmm. "I think his he he breaks free a bit, and he's like, run, Danny, run.' And then yeah. he, he like snaps back into the scary. Mm-hmm. He um, beats the fuck out of his face. I think. To, yeah. Like, he's about to hit Danny. I think. And, and that's he, what I liked about it. I was like, well, you don't see this in the movie, really. Mm-hmm. You just kind of see once he flips the switch. It's just like he's bad. We get an echo of that moment. In this movie, which is fucking great. I love yeah. it. But, um, yeah, so, uh, tangents, tangents, tangents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, where was I going? We were uh, talking about the, or- the um, he was trying to get the job as an orderly. Got, okay, he got the job as an orderly, and now he's using the Shining for something productive. Yes. Uh, there's this, also, this is a real thing, or this was a real thing. This king read a story about a cat that was in a hospice that would always know when someone was about to go. And the cat would go comfort the person. And the residents seemed to know that. The residents knew that. And this is... King became... He got his... What happened to Danny Torrance? Oh, this is what happened. He's helping people like cross over to death or whatever in a comforting way. Yeah. Um, th- there's his first guy... I don't know his name, but he's just like, Well, yep, I know I'm about to die because the cat's here. Um, and he keeps on calling Danny Doctor. He's like, he gives him the name Doctor Sleep. Yeah. You should. He kind of calmed him down. Calms him down. He probably probably brings back vivid memories of his wife or something to like just ease him into death. And people are like, Danny's thing is, we don't end. Like we go on. I don't know what else happens, but we he knows that for sure. There's just not just like blackness, right? You know, and people take comfort in that. Yeah. And yeah, the guy the guy passes away, but it's as good as a, of a passing as you can have, I suppose. Right. We see a little bit of steam come from him. Yes, he so had a little bit of shine. A lot. Of, it, it might be one of this like. And I know, wasn't sure. Like I wasn't sure if everyone who dies emits steam or if that was just because he had a little shine. I just couldn't tell, so I just. And he saw, like, I know he could, what do you say? I could smell my wife, my wife's blueberries. Or, or the, that, was the, that was the second Oh, the guy, second guy. And that's what made me S- Similar. That he I think Danny gets better as time goes on, too. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. he, he'll, like. He, like, puts them in a space where they feel comforted. Like, at first, ah, Frank's like, not- oh, I see my wife. Frank oh, yeah, Sinatra's yeah. playing in the background. Yeah. yeah. This guy can smell blueberries, and he's hearing Frank Sinatra. So you can see the progression. Sorry, another beer. What kind of beer is it? So, I am drinking a Ballast Point Sculpin. Very good beer. San Diego. Jim. San Diego. Uh, <laughs> Brother Jim knows all about that. Uh, what, what do you got over there, dog? Is uh, it? Miss Teeny gifted me a truly fruit punch hard seltzer. Nice. He's up. T- tasty stuff? Yo, it's good. It tastes like uh, some, uh, you know, those little juice boxes. Would you like another, hon? <laughs> I'm still good right now, hon. Yeah, you know. Thank you. That's good to do. Uh, talk about a movie like about recovery and uh, be drinking during it. Yo, so. the irony yeah. is real. I, I actually didn't even think about that, but uh, wow. That's, that's our brand, though. It's the, We've seen him hit rock bottom. Yeah. We're on our way there right we're, now. We're not there yet, bro. We Jesus. can get there. Are we going to see something later? Are we dulling our pain? 
So um, I think uh, I think we head back to the true knot with the conversion of Snakebite Andy. Like oh the, yeah. The um, the ritual, I guess, or you know, and this is a very um, Snakebite Andy still doesn't know what's going on. No, she's like she has being, no idea. Held down uh, the oldest guy, the true knot. I don't know his name. Grandpa Flick. Gra- oh, good, good <laughs> fucking call. Yeah, it's Grandpa Flick. I can never forget him. Yeah, he goes. He does his whole like spiel of like, will this young one become part of the true knot and tie her life to ours? Right. Yes, yes, yes. Um, this is when uh, Rosa Hat opens up a canister and she's like, "This is the last bit of um, a very special girl named Tulip. Violet. 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 Mm-hmm. Violet." Turning violet, violet, um, <laughs> and she breathes in some of the steam. She doesn't know what it is, but uh, yeah, yeah, Rose like breathes in the steam and pushes it into Annie's mouth, and she starts like convulsing, yeah, and screaming and screaming. being held down. It's very dramatic and Cre- crazy. creepy eye stuff, right? Her eyes start glowing. Yeah, at one point, you didn't like the eye stuff that freaked you no, out. No, the eye stuff really. I mean, it wasn't even a crazy effect. I'm just like, I, why? Yeah, that's a that's a good point. It's not a crazy. It's little two little flashlight things. Yeah, it's basically. nothing crazy. Like but you see that when you take a picture of a dog. Yeah, you ever notice yeah. That? And then their eyes yeah. are like, uh, yeah. So yeah, that's a good that's a good point because so a lot of modern like horror movies will get shat on for CGI and stuff. There is CGI in this, but they're using it like pretty sparingly. And yeah. it's used like very well. Yeah. So it's unbelievable. Is that I think that's like. Yeah, Where I guess that would be that, and that, that it's like they're fucking super shine at that yeah. point. Like they're mm-hmm. steam kind of. They've absorbed the shine. And yeah, we we find out the true not like right. They they feed on shine. They f- and pain and fear like makes the steam taste better. Yeah, similar to one of our uh, favorite child eaters, Pennywise. I didn't think of I, that. Wow. I, I really wasn't thinking about that until today. I'm like, oh, they are a little similar in that way. Wow. You could write a thesis paper on You could compare them. <laughs> you, contrast them. Useless. Yeah. Useless and they prefer thinking. children. They prefer it children. Seems. They do. Because as you get older, the, uh, the steam, your shine or whatever, gets like dull. Like dull. Less pure, dulled, you know. So Ooh, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, they target kids. I didn't even think of that. That's true. So she becomes a, she, she, after this happens, she goes to this ritual, she wakes up the next day and she's like, dude, I thought you said it, talking to Rose, I thought you said this wasn't going to hurt. <laughs> you get the idea that Rose is just like, yeah, you know, I, I, I fucking lied, whatever. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to yeah. live a long time because you're of alive, aren't you? And she's like, am I human? Or I think I died. And she's like, well. Kind of did. <laughs> like your human life is over. So yeah. yeah, you're something different now. She really didn't have a choice, but I think she was built for this life anyway. Yeah, and you know, Snakebite Annie's kind of a sad character because you get the feeling that she was abused by a guy. Yeah. And she's taking revenge on other scumbag guys. Rightfully, like, fuck those guys. Yeah, they were like pedophiles anyway, so. She was like literally, she didn't really have a chance where something terrible, like, she's almost like a Danny Torrance character where something terrible happened to her and she just like was down a path. Yeah. That. Like, a lot of people would go Once down. Once they found her, there's nothing that she could really do. She could either die or become one of them. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, she wasn't going to beat Rose. So no. she, she basically just became one of the true knot, and that was it. And she she folded into that life quite nicely, it She did, like. yeah. Well, she was probably living a life on the roads. Not, sim- well, not exactly like that, but, like, she probably, you know, 
hitching and shit and yeah. coming from town to town and probably get she the was idea getting her money i mean yeah she's getting her wallets she had a system <laughs> so she was good but then what happens then uh it like it's eight years later so sh- you know it's eight years after that right eight, uh, yeah we we go like eight years and i think we're at um dan's like eight year sobriety point oh yeah and he's like this is uh i'm kind of like uh, i i kind of drank to get to know my dad i got to know him through drinking and being angry at one point my dad did care and like love me and he tried to get sober he got five months that was like the best he could do at that point, my dad wanted to get where I am. So this is for, like, me and him. Yeah. Cheers. or You know, like, that, like it's a good little victory moment for him where he could maintain a long time of sobriety. Um, you can see how long he's come with his that. Beard he just looks his, cleaner. Yeah, his he beard just, shaved. He looks like he doesn't smell terrible anymore. Yeah, he. you can see at work he's doing good things. Still putting more people to peaceful rest. Yeah. That's, I think we get that. The blueberries guy. The, yeah, true. Know. Yeah, and we get the Frank Sinatra. You hear Frank playing in the background. He and knows what he's doing. Yeah, so he works. He's like working with that cat. He's like a well-oiled machine at this yeah. point. Yeah, um, and he. I think <laughs> it is building up his self-esteem and and helping him in his sobriety. So, and I, I, during this time, there's a, you get the idea that he and Abra, Abra, Jesus, <laughs> they, they exchange messages every now and then. Hey, how's it going? What's what's yeah. up? What's up, bro? Um, and when does it progress? It progresses, I think. So we. Oh, the was it the, the true knot, right? The baseball boy. Baseball boy. So true knot. They're they're hunting. What they do, they hunt people that have steam. They uh they are psychic, so they get like a general idea of where they're at. But they like they have like trackers. They have trackers. It's hard for them to pin down if they haven't fed for a while. Right. They do have canisters that birds hat. Steam. Yep. Is she's reluctant to break out because like there just isn't as much steam in the world, and we think that's because people are like more heavily medicated and it's dulling. They blame the Netflix shine. too. It's like oh, I don't yeah. know if it's freaking Netflix <laughs> where people are just medicated all the time. There's yeah, well, it makes steam. sense because pe- people are more medicated. Mm-hmm. We know more about that kind of stuff. Yeah, than we take it. Crow Daddy so. convinces um, Rose that let's do. We have to break out of canister. Our oldest guy is about to fucking die. Yeah, Grandpa Flick. Grandpa and Rose reluctantly does. But that does help them track down Baseball Boy. And that whole, I mean, are we rolling right into that, that scene? Well, well so a little beforehand, Baseball Boy is awesome at baseball. He's number 19. Shout out Dark Tower. That's a Dark Tower reference. Ooh. Mike Flanagan is a nerd, and I love that. <laughs> also, did you read some, some IMDb trivia about the baseball scene? Do you know I read a lot of IMDb trivia about it. but Got a, got a cool cameo. From the oh, Danny Torrance? Original Danny Torrance Crazy. himself. He's the one that's praising um, 19. He's like, this guy, this kid, just he hits every freaking at bat. I'm like, so mad I forgot to He can to read other people's it. minds. I read that and I forgot to look. I'm so I'm going to look for it later. It's a very, it's so freaking cool that they got him to do that. Yeah, love that. I think he became a teacher later in life. and Yeah. But, um. He, yeah, I forgot he, all about that. He praises baseball boy. He's like, yeah, one of these days there's going to be a uh, town scout to watch this kid play because he's Meanwhile, so fucking good. who's sitting a, a row behind him other than Crow Daddy? Butthole Crow Daddy. The worst. <sighs> this, is where, this is where it gets a little tough. Um, 19 is walking home, and we get a the van full of creeps. Hey, 19, 
you played a really good game. Want to ride home? Get in my awesome car. And at first, uh, 19... I got to get his name because this kid, we've seen this kid it's before. J- I think his name's Jason Tremblay or yes, something. Yes, good, he's, great call. So he's, he's such he's, a good little young actor. Yeah. I think he was in a movie by Flanagan called Before I Wake. I, think I never was, saw oh, that. Was he in Room? Yes, was he that kid? Was he in that kid? Was he in that movie Room? Um, yeah, I think that's him too. Okay. And he was in the comedy Good Boys, which he's okay. very, he's very funny in. <laughs> he, you see his face and you recognize him. Yeah. 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 He's um, you know, uh, the industry isn't good to little to kids like kid actors. I hope things turn out fine for him because you can tell he's like fucking talented. Like he's a talented kid. Yeah. Um. I just, I just hope the world doesn't like ruin him and yeah. make him fucking yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's true. Because um, he's fucking good at acting, and we get a good fucking terrible scene. It is, a, I think, one of the worst scenes. It's hard to watch. And actually, I think more possibly bullshit trivia, I think the scene was actually even more harsh, and King viewed the movie with Flanagan, and he's like, bro, this is a little too harsh. You might want right. to... Notch and it it's, down a it's bit. exceptionally long. I, I remember looking at it, I'm like, I, I remembered the scene was coming, and I'm like, this is the worst scene in the whole movie. This there are so details scary. in the, that part of the book stood out to me, too, because um, King goes into this, some descriptions of, like, his fucking vocal cords just stopped working at some point because he yeah. was screaming so hard. So I think it's just hard because, like, you know, snake like, bite. they want to make him even more scared. So it makes you more... It, gives you anxiety as the person watching it. You're like, I'm scared. Snakebite Andy puts the kid in a trance, gets him into the car, and they take him to like an abandoned place. I'm not going to go into too great detail. Um, the guy that, his name is Chunk, Chunk. Oh, Barry the Chunk. Barry the Chunk is such an asshole. He's like taunting the kid. Yeah. He puts the baseball mitt on. You're good, 19. You're real good. Jerk. Um, Rose the hat, very sinister, like with a knife. And... Poor little Tremblay's like, are you going to hurt me? And she's like, yes. Yeah. They then go into, like, you know, not not going to go into super detail, but they're killing him slowly. And they basically tell him, like, your, what do they say? Your fear pur- purifies the steam. And your fear purifies the steam. Yeah, it makes it more And it powerful. just lasts. It, it feels so like you it understand. forever. It's really drawn out, and I feel like that's on purpose. I mean, they cut back and forth because at the same time this is happening, then Abra's at home, and she's, like, getting... She could see it. It's like she's viewing it. What do they call her? Uh, they describe her as like a radio, like picking up signals. And they say she's a watcher? Yeah. A, wa- a watcher okay. or looker. Oh, looker, sorry. And a looker, yeah. So she could see, and she's screaming, because she, it's like... She, and she's great by her, too, when eventually poor Tremblay dies. She's um, Abra or Abra? I always like... Abra, I guess it depends. like Abracadabra. Abra, Abra, Abra. Just the way I say the word is dumb. <laughs> Um, Abra is being consoled by her parents, but she's t- in tears. They're like, they, they killed him. They killed him. And they're just like freaking They don't know out. what's going on. Yeah, uh, yeah. And of course, at the same time, she's like, she, w- w- there's some part where she, she sees Rose when this is happening. Rose kind of knows she's there. Mm-hmm. Doesn't see her. No, she could feel sense, her. Senses something. her. Yeah. And, um. I don't even know if does Abra pull herself out of it, and then there's a ripple effect. I think I think Abra pulls herself out, and Rose can just if something someone's so powerful, Rose can just 
it, it's like a breeze of wind or like it's she senses something, something yeah but with whatever she pulls herself out of it and dan even at where dan is he his, his chalkboard like explodes, explodes. well before the chalkboard explodes um he gets like knocked down yeah his, his nose, is, nose is bleeding yeah no amy's like but he falls out of bed oh, okay. and yeah, his, yeah. No, his nose is bleeding yeah. he looks up he sees a fucked up chalkboard and I think she write, I think Abra writes baseball. Cause, yeah, because it said it said murder, murder. Like red rum. Oh fuck, great! Oh, duh, I'm an idiot. It says murder like backwards. Yeah. And um, you know, cute for the movie. I don't know if Abra would know that about Dan. So right, I don't even. I, don't I think even. it's just cute for the movie. But yeah. um, yeah. She wrote murder because he literally murdered him. Yeah. But she writes it backwards so that it says murder. No, she wrote it the right way. Uh, the R is uh, like I think the R is like a kid's. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but like. She does that, and he's like, who? And she just wrote, like, the baseball boy. Baseball boy. And that's all they know. And this is kind of the difference between um, Abra and Dan. Dan is kind of, he wants to suppress the shiny, like, at first he was chatting with Abra just because, like, oh, cute kid that has the shiny, too. I'll, like, say hi, but I'm not going to get into anything crazy. Abra knows that there's people out there feeding on people that shine, and she's like, Fuck these people. We got to get them. And uh, that's, I don't know. That's a cool little kid taking charge thing. It's crazy because she's not really, I mean, obviously that whole thing was terrifying, but she's like mad. Yeah, she's like angry. And Rose kind of compares herself to Abra a little bit later on. Yeah. But there is a little bit of. That's in the book a lot, I feel like. Yeah. They, um. At the end, I feel like Flanagan talked about wanting to do a sequel following Abra. I don't think it's gonna happen because the movie didn't do well. But I'd be I'd be down with that. Sounds yeah, good to me. I was actually surprised that pe- more people didn't like it. Critics were kind of I don't know mixed. Yeah, it's a bummer. I think it's a good movie, but yeah, um, <laughs> I'm enjoying it. But I think uh, the next day, Abra is like, I'm fine. That was just like. Uh, Something weird happened, but I'm good parents. Don't worry about me. Yeah. And the parents are like, okay, we trusted <laughs> you're <I'm> fine. <laughs> yeah, like everything's great. Yeah, I guess, they're, I guess the parents are scared that they're like, if we take her to a doctor, they might like commit her yeah, or something. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but they've seen the stuff themselves, so it's kind of bizarre at the same time, but whatever. They're kind of like, ignorance is bliss right now. Like, just let's ignore it and uh, pretend like <laughs> Maybe nothing it'll go bad. away. Mm-hmm. But then she goes to school, I think, and does a little bit of uh, research about missing children because she's like, mm-hmm. I need to find out who this baseball boy is. And then uh, she she does see the kid. She prints out, like, his information and, like, takes it home. And she's so good that, she, based off of the picture, she can get, like, she see bits and pieces of his freaking terrible death. Yeah. But she's, like, she sees butthole um, chunk oh, holding, yeah. holding the mitt. And he's like... She's like, if I get this mitt, I can track these fuckers down and we can kill them. Yeah. And, um, but she needs help. Like, she's a kid. She can't fucking drive across, you know, four states or whatever. Right. So. So what she takes the, she decides to ditch school the next you said, day. You said classic move, like, waiting for the parents <laughs> to, like, just drive around the corner and then she yeah. ditches school. And and everyone can see her walking away. But it's fine. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> she, she hops a bus. She basically ends up uh, where, the town where Dan lives. Because mm-hmm. she wants to find Uncle Dan. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Dan sees a child smiling at her. And Dan's like, this is a little weird, even for me. Right. 
Uh, but eventually, I think he hears Abra's voice. Abra's voice. <laughs> in his in his head. Dan's like, fuck. Okay, now. He's like, now I can't ignore this. Now I'm just not a pen pal. She's here. I, okay, I got to go talk to her. And they do acknowledge that Dan's like, man, I am not too psyched to be a grown man sitting next to a girl on a park bench. Yeah, which makes sense. And Abra's very much like, you're, I'll just say you're my uncle. Yeah, and oddly enough, in they don't really talk about this, but like she in the book, they like it is her uncle, somehow. Uncle, or yeah, or right. like or I, they're related somehow because they might Dan's, be even. Are they half siblings? Yeah, because Dan's Jack, remember um, Jack, uh, Jack. Yeah, Jack. Had a, Jack had, a, had an affair with like her grandmother or something. Whatever that makes. However, that makes them related. I guess um, they'd be half siblings. Half siblings, right? Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, it's a little creepy. Yeah, that's super creepy. They don't go into a- any of that at all. I don't think we need that. No. They could just... It's interesting. Yeah. It explains why they both have a shine. Yeah, it does. But I mean, anybody can have a shine. I guess... Uh, I guess it kind of explains why they're both so... Like, so he's strong, but she's way stronger with yeah. shine. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Some, something in the uh, Torn's blood. Yeah. Yeah, so what, what happens then? So then she's basically like, I need... She, she explains the whole thing, and she says she needs that baseball glove, and she's trying to ex- urge him to go dig up the body to confirm where it is so that you know they can report it to the police, the, the family can have some closure, and she can get that baseball glove so that she could track these crazy true not people. She doesn't really know what they're wh- why they're doing this, but she's like, this is my way to protect myself from these people. And Dan's, Dan's like... You should stop trying to shine. Don't do it because the world is a hungry place. I've dealt not with people like this before, but a place that was hungry. And it almost killed me. It fucked me yeah. up for years and years. And, um, at, at, you know, Abra's kind of uh, feels a little defeated at first. I think they go their separate ways a little bit. That night, um, Dan gets a visit again from oh, an old buddy. From Dick. Dick Halloran from comes Dick. back. One one last time. One last time. He says something very cool. This pl- I, how long has it been? I don't know. This place is a dream of a dream. I I, I don't interpret time anymore, like you do. Um, but he says, shout out Dark Tower reference. Ka is a wheel, and that's the idea. That's from the Dark Tower. Like it, it kind of refers to destiny. You can't run away from your responsibility. It's kind of like a Spider Man thing. With great power comes great responsibility. Right. Dan's like, I didn't choose this. I didn't. Dick's like, fuck you, bro. I didn't choose this either. I'm dead because of you. I, I'm dead because you strolled in my uh, kitchen one day. Yeah. And you so had the shine. Pay it forward, buddy. You have to pay it forward. You have to help this little girl that has a shine that could become a victim of these fucking true not people. So like they will come after her. They will come after her because she's that. And they will turn her if they don't. I mean, they're probably going to either turn her, torture her, and then kill her, or keep her for a while and, and torture her for years. Which would be the worst fucking case scenario yeah just so they can keep eating yeah so dan kind of finally has come to jesus moment a little bit he's like okay i still don't like this but i guess i guess you make sense right then i think we have which is probably our favorite part of the movie yes uh what is what so rose looking cool as hell it's very teeny aesthetic without teeny doesn't wear the hat yet but she might but yeah she has like a baggy like gray sweater on 
Yeah, she's kind of like, leggings. it looks like she's meditating, but she is trying to, like, astral project herself. Yes. Um, I mean, and just the visual is so cool. It looks like she's, fl- is she in space? Like, it just looks. She's, she's like, looking she's like world. her yeah. spirit's, like, flying through the world. Yeah. It just looks cool. I'm sure it looked amazing in the movie theater. Yeah, I wish I saw it in the movie theater, but I was a butthole and didn't go out. But um, she lands on the street in her bare feet. Just she knows exactly where she is. She's on Average Street. On she, <laughs> she goes into the room and she's shit talking. Abra is sleeping. She's like, "Oh, you fucking rubes! You think you're so smart with your you memories? You ignorant child! You ignorant, ignorant child! You have a few file cabinets. You should see my mind. My mind's a cathedral." Yeah, she's so arrogant. She's so fucking arrogant, and uh, she goes to one of the file cabinets and. Oh my god! I just can't. The scene is like. She thinks poor little Abba's asleep. She sticks her hand in the file cabinet. She's trying to quick absorb as much information as she can. And then uh, she looks back. Abra's still sleeping. So she's like, all right. Still looking through the files as quick as possible. All of a sudden, a spotlight shines on her. Mm-hmm. And then, what do you know? The filing cabinet slams on her hand. And, it, like, the way that it's twisted, you can tell, like, mm-hmm. that hand is effed up. It's effed. And uh, Abra... Is having a little fun here with her prey because she looks like a fucking nightmare. She doesn't have eyes. Her hair is like purple. So it, it serves two purposes. She doesn't get to see her true face. Right. But she's trying to look fucking scary to this to this woman who is a predator herself. Yeah. She's like, I can't believe this child did this. Fuck off, child. And Abra just walks up to her and gets inside her head. Right. Goes through the files in her in uh, Rose the Hat's head. It's so amazing. Absorbing info the whole time. Rose is free. this has never happened to Rose. This is uh, this is like the Losers Club fighting Pennywise for the first time, where Yo, he's like, she feels so violated. Fuck, I'm up against a formidable foe that's probably a little stronger than me, or will be stronger than me at some point. Right. She's freaking out. She starts doing. She gets her hand. Oh, she slithers it out, and it's like. The flaps, like her skin starts, when she's pulling it, it pulls the skin back, and it's like a flap of skin. It's nasty. Again, this is a good combination. There's some practical fucking effects there, also among CGI shit. So just using both horror people, CGI can be good. Don't don't poop on it all the time. Yeah, I, I thought it looked realistic. Yeah, look, yeah. I th- I think the hand effect was very real, but there's like, you know. Rose floating through space and shit. That's I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it looked it looked fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, very uh, aesthetically pleasing to the eye. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the the flap of skin wasn't that little detail. Just but I mean, it, it 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 proved a point. Like she was able to hurt Rose because Rose, when um, she got into Rose's head. At one point, started going through the files. Rose, you know, f- was freaking out. She's like, get out of my head. Get. She can't believe it. She basically somehow jumps. She pushes herself back. I don't know if Abra pushes her out. or. or I, th- I, th- I think Rose is pushing herself. I think Rose is able to fight back a little bit. Yeah. And she's pushing herself back. And then she jumps out of the house. But it takes a great amount of effort. And she, she goes all the way back to where she was. She was such force that she falls off. Of, she was meditating on top of the trailer. And she she falls off the trailer. So and she's you know her, her hands like like falling off. That's the thing. the The pain is real. It's like the Matrix thing. You die in the Matrix, you die in real life. Or if you get hurt in the Matrix, you get hurt in real life. That's like ooh, a, I like a Matrix comparison. Yeah, I, I guess it's too bad that Ab- Abra didn't just kill her. But I know I kept thinking that. What if she knocked a filing cabinet on her? 
Yeah, but then you still have to deal with the rest of the true knot, and you have true. to like track them. So maybe that. And she's the key. Rose is the key. She's the only one that she can track at this point now that right. she's been in her mind. So if sense. if you lose her, then you she, she loses the rest of the true knot. But Abra is super satisfied with herself. She's like, she's ha. like, she's like, I fucking got her, dude. I heard her bad. Yeah, Uncle Dan. She Fuck gave her. him a full report the next day. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she's like dunking on her. She's like, yeah, I heard her bad. I heard her bad. She deserved it, but. She's a little pushed on me right now. So yeah. We're meanwhile, do- meanwhile, Rose is back at the camp, like you know, with her tail between her legs. But also, like, she finds out she's she's yelling at everyone, like screaming because she feels so embarrassed that this she, she got was, upstaged. She was in my head. And they don't know what uh, Abra knows about them now. But at the same time, Grandpa Flick is cycling, which means cycling, as they put it. He's he's basically dying. He's dying because he doesn't have enough steam because they haven't had. They're desperate for steam. It's too bad that like Snakebite Andy's still confused. She's been around for like ten years. No one fucking told her that. Yeah, no one. Yeah, you can still yet. die. Like, she, you will die at some point. It might take a long time, but yeah. But even Grandpa Flick's like, this sucks. I'm scared. <laughs> so I'm I'm scared. I'm scared, Rose. And Rose does a good job of like, you fed on kings. You crossed oceans. You aren't scared. You eat fear. She tries to convince him, but he still looks scared up until he dies. And then they do a little yeah. bit of effects on him. Yeah, his death looks horrible. Again, again, more, I, more, very good CGI stuff. I think, it, I think it looks very effective. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. That's something I weirdly defend because a lot of times when I read reviews, people are like, "Yeah, CGI in a horror movie." I'm like, "Fuck, guys, that's it what they're going to very minimal." That's it what they're going to do now because it costs. Less and it sometimes looks pretty good. I think, I think they had the case. right mix in this movie. It wasn't like overkill. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't. So so basically, he dies. They they eat up his steam. All the other true not. Yeah, man. Right waste, away, vultures. Waste not, one not, bro. They're like we want. We're they, they look like us when we were kids, like swarming an imperial pizza. I was literally thinking that. <laughs> A second it arrives, they're like <laughs> yeah. I get the biggest slice. All right, bye. It's fine. It's worth it. I was a little piggy as a child. I feel like I always grab the uh, biggest slice. You don't want those crappy slices. I do. I do. <laughs> Yo, I literally, I literally look for the biggest slice every time. I'm like, well, if I'm gonna have two, I better make it worth it, dude. Or like you could say you only had two. It's Imperial would be really bad where they'd like cut it unevenly. Oh my god, there'd be a little baby slice. And a little like, <laughs> yeah, a little like bitch slice. Like, oh, here you can have this one. You're like, Kev, I saved you four. Yeah. And then the other <laughs> one's like the size of a pinky. You're like, oh, sorry. One time I bought pizza for Kev, and uh, this is when I was like 14 or 15. He ate, he took, he strategically took the biggest pieces out of order, and he left me like four, like basically two slices of pizza. I'm like, you fucking asshole. Yo, that's not cool. I know. I, the I would make him pay. I I probably did by like farting on his head later on. Honestly, nothing beats the time. No, this just has to be mentioned on the podcast. John used to get his food stolen like. Every freaking week. Yep. He used to like, he would have like a bag of something and he would write, yo, I spit on this. Don't eat it. I lick the bun. I yeah, yeah. The... He would literally write that on the food. And when you come from a house with five children, two parents, just like a lot of mouths, you know, Kevin was the biggest threat though. So you get to the point in, I, in Kev's defense, if you're at a point of starvation, <laughs> you don't care if someone licks something. You're he just going to eat it, bro. He didn't care, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every time, and I just would wait for you to say, like, God damn it, Kevin, you ate my damn food. <laughs> and and then you would call him a roundhead. 
it uh, it brings back memories. Did have a perfectly round head. Oh my god, baby. Okay. So we get the swarming thing. We we we, we understand. It. We understand the swarming. Side side. Basically, note. what we're trying to say is we are sort of like the true knot. Yeah, we're like piggies. When we are hungry, get out of our damn way. <laughs> so at at this point, I think Dan is like, "All right, I'm really pulled into the shit. I, I do need a buddy to help me out." So he goess to his good friend uh, Bill or Billy. He's like, "Bill, you know I'm a good guy. You know I'm not fucking like crazy." Hear me out. We have to go on a road trip to dig up a dead body. Yeah, which it's amazing that Bill went for it. And it is funny on the way. Bill's like, okay, best case scenario is you're fucking crazy. And I can deal with that. But the worst case scenario is if you're right. And then I just don't know how to deal with the fact that you have psychic powers and there are dead children. I don't know how to deal with it. But I hope you're crazy. Yeah. Um, And we get some... It, we get another parlor trick, as they call it, with the Abra, where she's in the car with them for a little bit. Right. She And this is where Dan's like, yeah, how did you do this? And you get the sense that Abra is very powerful. She's like, oh, I just pushed. I did this. Right. And she jumps into Dan's mind for a second, and we see the, the boxes that have all the ghosts in them from the Overlook. And that's where Abra gets a little of like, Oh, you've you've been through some stuff. What are those boxes? What's what's in those things? What's in the box? What's, what's in, in the, the box? box? Uh, R.I.P. Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, her <laughs> in that movie, not <laughs> pretty really. little head. Uh, fuck, we could do that movie. I, I think that counts. I haven't seen that for like it's twenty great, years. It's a great movie. So Written by a guy that went to Penn State. What's up? <laughs> um, I'll throw out all those dumb trivia things. But um, that's Dan's like, all right, don't do that again, because uh, I went through some shit. I have some things in my mind that we don't want released upon the world. We do not want them unlocked. He's also, he was driving when she did he's it. also yeah, driving. He's like, wait a second. You you get the thing that Abra is so str- she doesn't know how strong she is. Mm-hmm. She's just like, oh, I did I did this. Like it was no problem. Was tra- she she thinks that everyone can handle it, or that Dan can, and as powerful as Dan is, not nearly as powerful as Abra is with the shine. Right. Yeah. And he basically says, Abra. He basically says. That's just just how I say it. I'm an idiot. Is this a point where he's like, tell your dad what's happening? Because that's when he says that, right? To Abra. I I think it's after they dig up the body. Oh, okay. But it's the same. So, very sad part. They go to the abandoned place to dig up a body. There is a, Billy has a good little scene of like, I used to be a hunter. I, uh, I shot a deer once and, um. I didn't get it all the way, but I tried to find it to kill it. But I came upon it a few days later, and it was the worst smell of my life. What I'm smelling now is that same smell, and I never hunted again. Right. They they find um, a baseball boy. I'm 19 baseball boy. So sad. Confirm for Bill for Billy. This like confirms that like, fuck my friend is a psychic. Fuck there are people hunting children. Uh, my Cause there's no is, way he would have known that because and and he would have had to travel. There's nowhere he you know he hasn't left the place. Yeah, you know it's and not it's, like it's, it's not like a weird thing where like Dan killed the kid or whatever. It's yeah, like, because the the body is not like he would notice if Dan was gone for a long time to make that drive or that trip. Uh huh. And the body was not like that decomposed as sad as that sounds to say, mm. but like um. So he, he it's not like it happened years ago and they're finding it now. It's, so mm-hmm. so it's confirmed for him that like. Yeah, that you said. This world is crazy. This world is crazy. Um, so that's when 
Dan is like, all right, tell your dad these people are going to hunt you now because you got into their heads. and Or you got into Rosa Hat's head anyway. Right. And they know how powerful you are. I think we cut then to the true knot where uh, Rose is still licking her wounds a little bit. And Crow Daddy's like, listen, you can't come with us to hunt this girl because she was in your head. She knows everything that you know. Or not everything, but... She has access to some information and we don't know what. She, I think I think the rule is once you're in someone's head, you can track them. I, I think that's the rule. So, uh, Abra, Abra, fuck, sorry. <laughs> Abra, Abra, can, Abra. Abra at any time can just access uh, Rose's location. Mm-hmm. So, she, so Rose can't go. Yeah, that She's very sense. pissed about it, but... Sorry, Rose. Crow Daddy says, don't worry, you're... You're the best of us, but I still have some tricks up my sleeve. Don't worry about it, dog. We're going to get this girl. And um, then we, we, we cut back to uh, Dan showing up at the Abra's house. Oh, and then his da- Abra's dad comes out. You're So you're Dan? Yeah, you're, you're Uncle Dan, Dan you're Uncle Dan. fucking I know. asshole. How terrible does that sound? I do like how the movie does acknowledge, like, okay, this is weird. Mm-hmm. A uh, guy and pre-teen team up. And she seems like a pretty young teenager. She's she's, she's like, like twelve. She's like twelve or thirteen, okay. right? Um, very young. I love her, by the way. She's, she's fucking great. She's I a great actor. She's her. a great actor. The the crying the her crying over baseball boy is like ah oh, fuck. She's like it, yeah, you feel it. Yeah, you feel it. She's so she's so good. I don't think I've seen her in anything else, but she is great. Yeah, uh, I. Kylie Kern. Yeah. Kylie Kern is her name. Yeah, I haven't seen her in anything else either, but maybe she's in just shit that I've missed. She was apparently on Broadway in um, oh, The Lion King, Nala. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, uh, okay. Amazing. Yeah, so, I mean, I can see it. She's yeah. really good. Man, uh, d- the dream is maybe 10 years from now, get a sequel to Dr. Sleep. She's hunting some more of these fuckers Wouldn't that down. that be cool? That'd be very sweet. She's good. She's good at what she does. She's good at playing, like... The- her her smile, her devious smile. She's cocky. Yeah, like, like she that. she has a bit of got got some swagger. And you feel that in the I know I keep talking about the book, but you feel that in the book at the end, the, the comparison to Rose and like what Rose kind of says this at the end, but like what makes them different? She's like on that she could she could easily fall into that path. You could be me. We're not yeah. we're not too uh, dissimilar. But the good be- thing is now she hates her and she real she sees what she's doing, what Rose is doing as like total evil. Mm-hmm. So that's that's good, and she's Dan. So. You do get a little bit of. I'm not saying she's like a sociopath or something, but um, Aber does like it a little bit. Oh, she loves it. She, she likes loves like messing with Rose. She likes punishing these people. Well, yeah. I know what part we skipped when Rose is in the grocery store. Oh, yeah. great part! Why don't you why don't you talk about that? Tim? All right. So before Abra gets in, um, before Rose gets into Abra's uh, bedroom. Um, Abra actually does a little trick that Uncle Dan is like, how did you do that in the car? Um, but she tells her, you know, I got into her head and, uh, when Rose is at the grocery store, Abra kind of does a magic trick, gets into Rose's head and she, Rose, like she, so Abra looks down and she is Rose. So she act, she's acting as Rose. She's in her head. She's trying to figure out who this woman is um, because she's seen her after she killed the baseball boy. Um, she's seen her face. She wants to know what she's about. So she tracks her in her head. Um, and so 
as she's doing that, you know, Rose can kind of feel that she's there. Uh, and she goes to kind of like one of those uh, glass doors, the refrigerator doors, um, goes over. And she's looking through the window of the, the milk or like the refrigerator doors where the milk is. And she can see her. Um, and she's like, well, hello there. And, you know, she goes to, you see um, Rose essentially reaching back to where Abra's head is in Abra's bedroom. And uh, Abra's like, you know, she kind of like pushes her. And Abra's like, get out of my head, get out. And the glass breaks on the refrigerator door. Rose flies back and Abra's like, get out. And... Rose is pushed back, and that's when her nose is bleeding, and that's when earlier I said Uncle Dan, um, when he was at his AA meeting, he kind of kind of fell down, and his nose was bleeding, um, and that's where I got those two mixed up, because I was like, no, like, there was another part where, you know, he felt her Abra, too, um, and this is before they really start, you know, uh, talking, um, and he, he knows that there's something wrong. Uh, but yeah, this is where Rose really meets Abra and she goes back to them and she's like, we have a looker. She was, you know, she has tracked me. She knows where I am. Um, we need to figure out, you know, who she is. So, and then that's where Rose goes on to, to track her even further. So sorry, side note, but we, that's kind of an important part. Nah, good shit. Um, I, that is something I forgot about. I don't know if, um, Abra is fully in her head. She might literally just be looking. She was She's like she's looking, but she's not in her head she's going, in her head, but going through files. Yeah. yeah, um, which leads to another. We'll, we'll get to it, but um. <laughs> Sorry, tangent. No, some. Uh, I was thinking about the eyes uh, yeah, yeah. later, but um. So we fuck. Where are we at? Where are we at? Go, so going back to um, the dad meets the um, the, the dad Dan. the dad meets Dan. Oh and yes. There's about to be there's about to be some fisticuffs. Yeah. Oh, your uncle Dan, your uncle Dan, <laughs> and uh, Dan's like, I thought you were gonna show him, and Abra's like, I didn't, sh- I I told him. Yeah. And Dan's like, yeah, show him, and Abra zaps her dad with like. He could see everything. He could see, he could see the torture of you know kid like the kids dying and de- big, digging up the body and all that stuff. The dad he he just knows he's like he, okay. He didn't even know his daughter he's had like, this kind of powers he's just shaking he's just like shaking fucked he's like okay i know um you and mcgregor isn't a creep but <laughs> more sh- what sucks is there's people that are gonna hunt us down uh, my daughter is a psychic that w- people want to eat her soul or, or not her soul but her essence her shine and uh it's a lot to take in it's a lot to take in he just gets zapped with it so he's just literally shaking up needs a drink i get it dude we can uh, I, th- I think it was Wiz mcfadden's can understand Needing a drink. Or ten. Or ten. Um, Aberstad politely offers the two, um, Bill and Dan, a drink. They say no. They're very strong, and they say no. But this is where our uh, group kind of devises a little bit of a plan. Yes. Let's let's get these fucking guys. We know they're coming after us. They're on I-95. And it's kind of a surprise for us, too. I mean, I guess we already know that... Abra can astral project also. Or, like, that's an astral projection. She's in their back seat. They're driving towards a de- Billy and um, Dan are driving towards a destination. We don't really even know where they're going, but Abra's in the back seat again. Right? Mm-hmm. That's the next part. And um, it looks like a wooded area. Looks like they're by the creek in Delaware County. <laughs> it looks uh. like they're by the creek. 
yeah, so they they're by Ridley Creek State Park. No, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're driving, and um, they're they're and and Abra can tell that some of them are coming. She can actually, oh, when she touched, we forgot this part. She touched. They brought back the baseball baseball glove, glove. and she could tell. Who was tracking her and who was coming? She could tell Rose wasn't there, but she could tell who was there. And then at that point, they devised the plan. They're driving towards this wooded area, and um, we really, as the viewer, we really don't know what they have hatched. It's a good, um, Flanagan does a really good job of, there's some misdirection shit going on here. I love that. Yeah. So, we do know, like you said, we do know that Abra can astral project, but we don't know if she's doing it here or not. Yeah, I questioned that. I was we, like, is she qu- here? We questioned it. We find out that that's what she was doing. So Snake Snakebite Andy shows up with the rest of the True Knot, or almost the rest of the True Knot, I should say. Mm-hmm. Snakebite Andy's doing her thing. Oh, we're your friends. How She's trying to relax. Yeah. She uh, needles her. And uh, snake- that's so easy. That was so easy. I'm so cool. She was gloating. She looks around and sees. Oh, she just needled a teddy bear. And someone says parlor tricks. Fucking parlor tricks. But it's not parlor tricks. This is some good shit that uh, it was so great that they were able to pull off. So they were hiding up. It was a wooded area, like we said. So they're hiding Billy Freeman and I keep wanting to call him Ewan. Ewan. Yeah, How Dan- do you say Ewan? Ewan. I think Ewan. <laughs> Ewan. Um, Danny, Billy Freeman, and Danny are like hiding behind trees, and they get out their uh, deer rifles or whatever and start taking the fucking tree out. Yo, down. they do so well. They use that expertise, that deer hunting it, skill set, and just... So, to, to the best of my knowledge, Dan never fired a gun before, but I, I, I think Bill... He's like a sniper. He's like, oh, yeah. got you. I think Bill's the one that gets most of them, but Dan does get some snipes. Um, it goes unbelievably well. Yeah, it, it goes it goes very well until um, Snakebite Andy does get away, gets into the uh, RV. Um, she comes out and disarms Dan. Yeah, she totally convinces him to like drop down. It does take a minute. She's like sleep. He's fighting sleep. it so hard. He does. He does probably a bit of a fight, but she eventually he does go to sleep. Abra from her home. Uncle Dan, Uncle Dan, wake up, wake up, wake up. And he does wake up, but there's a gun in his face. Andy's standing over him with a gun. Fucking men, you fucking men. Again. And you want you kind of understand why she feels that way. She's like, yeah, you know, fuck, fuck, fuck these men. They, they're the worst. But, but um, still, she's terrible. She gets a sh- she gets shot in the neck. And By like, good old Billy. Good old Billy shot in the stomach. <sighs> this is, an this, is a, this is I, I want to pour one out for Billy. Pour one out for Bill. So All right, you know what? Damn upsetting. This is for you, Bill. Billy. That's for you, Bill. So Snake Bite Andy says, "What? What does she say? Kill, kill yourself." yourself. And you, can, you can see in his <laughs> eyes, he doesn't want to kill himself, but his like <sighs> his arms are hands are acting on their own accord or something, and he just <sighs> I know. So Billy shotgun to the himself. like under the chin, blows his fucking head off. That is so. That's like the most besides the obviously the child. It's a tough one because Bill's <sighs> a good guy. He was doing a favor for a friend, so doing a favor was totally selfless, and he know he, the whole movie. He's just like a good guy, so it just it hurts. And then. We get a projection of. Um, oh, Abra. and then and then and then. Uh, where's the crow? Yeah, where's the crow? Where's the crow? And then you realize you see, um, my God, Abra at home, and um, she gets what did she get a shot in the neck? Gets like a sh- gets a sh- gets a shot. Jesus Christ! She gets a gets, shot. gets a shot in the neck. She's getting a shot there. Get, 
Not a, not no, no, no. Like a little, like, like, a, a, like, like a, a Dexter, like. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I'm making you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, she she passes out. Crow Daddy had killed her father, sadly, got to get to got, her got while a knife she was in the chest astral projecting. Or so she was distracted because she was astral projecting. Her dad. I mean, obviously, he's got wiped out pretty easily. Well, while while the uh, true knot were dying, we do get cut cut back to um, where's the hat? Oh my she god! She feels so every satisfying. death. She, she feels every death. She's like, no, no, no. How great is that as a viewer seeing her like, no. So yeah, you we talk about it's too fucking bad. So Stephen King villains, the the big two are Pennywise, I think, and Randall Flag from The Stand and shit. I think Rosa Hatch should be up there, dude. And she's even more terrifying in the she, book. She's I more, can't. I can't lie. She's got like a a single tooth in the book. Did you read the book? I did. That's a dark tower thing too. That, the single that, two thing. That is like yeah. the way that they say that she unhinges her like yeah. head and like because uh, you visualize it. And you're like, ca- so yeah, we, I guess we haven't touched on it too much. These guys, they aren't vampires, but they are vampire. Like they, they have are vampire. sucking the life. They're sucking the life. They have They're vampire sucking the lives tra- out of children. <laughs> <laughs> they have vampire traits, right? Like they yes. live almost forever. They, I'm on a big vampire kick right now. Okay? Yeah. I I hate myself. Duff hates me. I read them. Um, Wait, read you, wa- you watched them? No, no, no. Oh, Christina. Oh, oh, yeah, you know, I'm very close. I've binged too many. It was so good. I, I just love Ian Summerholder. Yeah. I recently read a very uh, excellent vampire book, which is like almost a vampire. Do tell. Not Western. I mean, almost a vampire Western. It's called In the Valley of the Sun, which... Um, it sounds like a cult. <laughs> it was... Man, if they if they could make a movie out of this, it'd be fucking excellent. Um, fuck, I don't want I don't want to give it away. It, but it involves like. It I'm Im- shocked you're reading a vampire book of anyone. I, I, I you seem I, disillusioned with vampires. I well, fuck, man, that the Twilight. That's what it does to people. But um, that's true. Yeah, uh, in the Valley of the Sun is like a very good book set in the 80s in like texas of a guy who's not a great guy but he gets a bit by a vampire and it's kind of dealing with the fallout of that the guy was starting out to be a serial killer but then he gets bit, bit by a vampire and it's like oh shit this could get way worse Wait, like he was a serial killer? he's like becoming like a murderer of women like jerk so put make him a vampire on top of that and it can make it way worse for everybody so that's true very good book. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'll have to check that out. It's, it's, uh, I got a new Audible a book up right now. I need to get. I need to pick a new selection. Oh, shit. Okay. There so. you go. So, guys, I think we're going to pause it for a moment because I think we're going to need another file. <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> this is gonna, I think this might be a two-parter. So, we will see you in a minute.